Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Talk about Christmas stuff. Talk about Christmas stuff. Well, we're live, Fine. Edward. We're live. Oh shit! Really? Oh, so, shit, uh, shit, how, how are we how are we going to uh, how are we going to intro this uh, by me talking about how we're going to intro this? <laughs> yes. Well, I like to get things done nice and early, as my wife says. So I thought we might as well just go straight in rather than wait <laughs> just... around. <laughs> Considering you are an hour late. Uh, hour and six minutes, although we've been on here a couple of minutes, not quite. I am an hour late. I'm sorry. I had to go do some food shopping. Then I saw my parents. Um, randomly at the petrol station at where the supermarket is, Tesco's, if people must know, there are other supermarkets available. Um, so then we end up having a Costa, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, I really need to get home. So, never mind. Wow. I did get a, um, a gingerbread latte out of it. Nice, nice. It's the I, little things. Yeah, little things in life. I was going to say, when I say I got a gingerbread latte out of it, I mean, I paid for it, and I paid for my parents' drinks. <laughs> so you weren't even banking that inheritance? No. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll look at it in that I am stopping them spending money, which means I should hopefully get it back um, in inheritance. But I don't. I'm not sure if that will actually be the the case or not. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I well, um, picked mine on Christmas Day. I picked my nan up, took her to mine uh, to my parents' she house. Heavy? Uh, yeah, yeah. She she like can barely walk at the moment. So yeah, I literally had to like pick her up into the car because the car was quite heavy. <laughs> the bundle. Uh, the, car's quite heavy the car's quite high uh should i say um and she's quite heavy and i literally had to like try and bundle her in because she couldn't do a normal sort of sit and swing she had to uh, basically crawl onto the seat so thought, um uh hi i don't know maybe it's a bit too high a high car might be more useful i always used to I, well i found with my grandparents that the like lower cars i used to have hatchbacks at the time which tend to be a yeah. bit lower uh they were always more difficult to kind of get in because they're so low but. Well, this is why I didn't take Alex's because she's got a, a, a new focus, so it's quite low. Um, so I thought, well, but when the mine's sort of, sort of four by four, and so it's it's high, it's like higher than what her sort of hip height is for the seat. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there was uh, we, we need something in the middle. So the uh, poor, poor gal, you bundled her into the seat. Bundled her into the seat. Oh. Took her to my parents. And then on the way back, I drove around and showed us some like the Christmas decorations on on the estate where I've moved to because there's a couple of roads. I think I might have said in one of the podcasts a few weeks ago, uh, there's a road where they've like all gone to town for charity, um, and like it looks mega. So drove around that and everything. And then my older sister spoke to her the next day. She was like, "Oh, he was ever so good to me, driving me around, showing me all this, helping me in and out the house, unpacking all my stuff." Oh, you that's to thinking, earn some inheritance. That's, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I hope she's gone to rewrite her will. <laughs> that's not very nice, Edward. That's, of course, that's not why we do it. Of course, <laughs> no, you do it because they're family and you love them. Exactly. Exactly. So. How was your um, Christmas? It was, yeah, it was nice. Your so first spent, in your new house. Yeah, yeah. Everyone keeps saying, oh, how was the Christmas in the new house? It's like, we spent about an hour here in the morning and that was it. <laughs> I, thought you say that. I thought, yeah, we didn't spend any of it here. We just obviously went around parents or whatever. Yeah. You'll probably, exactly. host, you'll probably want to host next year, I'm sure. No. Um, I did Christmas Eve at mine and I made a load of lasagnas. So uh, we're still eating the lasagna now because I made so much. Um, and so, yeah, so I had my parents... Alex's mum and brother uh, and my younger sister over, so that that was more than enough. Um, Hosting's always sounds like a great idea until you do it, and then you're like, I'm not enjoying any of this. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't spend any time talking to them before you eat, and then you're there trying to like get on top of the cleaning up afterwards, like washing up and stuff. So you don't really spend any time socialising. No, so Alex had a great night. Yeah. Uh, she didn't do anything. We we had people around ours on Christmas Eve. Uh, sorry, Christmas Eve, Christmas evening, and. I saw kind of usual thing, like it is a free household, you go help yourself to drinks and everyone just sits there too polite to actually get any. So I constantly find myself having to keep asking for drinks. Yeah. Do I drink, do I drink? I'm like, I'm not meant to be doing this because it actually really it, uh, takes away from the enjoyment of my, my own personal evening. Yeah, yeah. You almost need just like a big ice bucket with everything in, in the middle of the living room so people can just kind of grab things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it doesn't quite quite work like that. So yeah. did you uh, go out for Christmas lunch we, again? We did, yes. We went to the same place we've been probably three of the last four Christmases. So we went to the Boat oh, House nice. in Ormsby, um, which is a lovely venue. 
lovely lovely venue and uh this time we went a bit later than usual and we saw the sunset sunset come down over the Norfolk broads which was absolutely delightful i must admit oh very nice and yes yes i am an old old bastard and those types of things do tend to <laughs> titillate me a little bit so, um, no it's very nice and the food was fantastic can't can't over that really it's just everything's a little bit hectic because jenna's mum and dad aren't together so we end up seeing jenna's dad in the morning then we see my parents we saw my parents this lunchtime or say late late afternoon really because it's a late later uh meal than we'd usually have and then we have like Je- or jenna's other side of family so her mum and her sister and all that side around in the evening it's just like it's just too much really mm. like, there's just no relaxation of because you're kind of going from party to party to party or traveling place to place. yeah it's like, yeah yeah you can't just sort of sit and relax and have a drink and because you're constantly driving or no. yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, it, was good. it was good this year with a two-year-old she's obviously two and a half and she's just way more into christmas now understands yeah. what's going on and um, it does make like Christmas better, way better. I didn't even open. Yeah. I didn't even open a pre- my own present until actually that's a lie. I was gonna say I didn't even even open any of my own presents until the evening, which is not entirely true. We did open a couple of presents from Jenna's dad in the morning because obviously we really saw her in the morning, but didn't open any of my presents in the afternoon until three, four o'clock or something. Like that. I can't remember what time it was. Probably three o'clock or something. And they were just the ones from my family. And then the presents that me and Jenna got for ourselves didn't even open until Boxing Day. <laughs> it's uh, that's the way it is, I suppose, isn't it? When you've got so much going on kids. in terms of kids and, and that, and yeah, we had Lucy and Mikey over, and Lucy was just running around going, Pass the parcel, pass the parcel. She yeah. wanted open presents, and um, we so, just gave her money, so that was exciting. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, oh, oh, check. Money, like Summer asked me this morning, she said, Daddy, can we have some more presents? I was like, um, You need to wait till next year now, darling. So like Christmas yeah. is finished. Oh, she goes, she goes Oh. How about you go and play with some of the ones that you opened, <laughs> mate? She, uh, we got her a scooter and she absolutely loves it. She bombing around. Um, I wouldn't say bombing because she's obviously only two and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm just got to be a bit careful. She has got full knee pads, elbow pads, wrist pads, and a helmet though. Um, nice. So we, you know, safety first and all that. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she's pretty good at it for for age, but she's not she's not necessarily bombing. I guess yeah, we yeah. haven't. T- I'll be honest, we haven't taken her out enough to her to kind of really get proper use of it yet because we we went out Boxing Day then we've been out yesterday and then what's the day today is it 29th isn't it Sunday so uh, I don't think we've even really had a day much time actually at home for her to go out and play on it so yeah fair enough we um, we went for a walk this morning and it was it, like it's pretty hilly it's all on like rough paths and mud and everything and uh, there was a kid attempting to scoot down this like really gravelly path uh, obviously hadn't thought thought it through at all um because we even judged the kid on the bike saying oh not not the best tracks for a bike um and then his younger brother was on a scooter and every two seconds he kept falling off it because he kept oh, hitting different potholes and <laughs> so we did he chuckle just, as we went past he just wants to play on his scooter yeah we'll go play on the streets then and not in the forest it's funny seeing all the kids around my estate that have obviously clearly got new bikes and new things they're all just wanting to yeah. get out on them yeah it's cute, yeah. It's cute. it like is it. It says, okay. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, what was your uh, best present you got? Oh, uh, Alex is just walking out the room. Yeah, <laughs> not, not one of fucking hers. <laughs> um, what was my best present? Um, uh, I got a knife block. Um, so I think that's got to be up there just because I've been using um, I just got the finger from Alex it wasn't from her really? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been using a couple of really naff knives from that I had when I was at university that are blunt as anything oh, and so they were like got... cheap and nasty so, so when you said knife, knife, block. knife block you mean it also came with a set of kitchen knives yes yes just so right, just okay. a block yeah, I thought yeah, you were going to tell me oh just we've got these knives and I've been sticking them in a drawer or just whatever and I need no, to no. store them no, no. So it was a full set of knives, and yeah, the, obviously the block ones go in. So that that's definitely probably up there, just because I do spend a lot of time in the kitchen and stuff. So yes, you will. I will say that a good set of knives is a very good investment. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because they're expensive, aren't they? If you get a decent set, they do. If you get a decent set, but they are worth it. If you speak to any chef, I know it makes sense, really. That a chef would say so, but if you speak to any chef, they will tell you that you do need to invest in your in your knife set if you want to cook properly. It just makes jobs easier. Be able to yeah. cook and obviously you've got some skill involved. There is some skill in chopping and stuff. But now I'm too so where I was like whizzing along, like say just like dicing carrots or whatever. You'd, I'd do it quite quickly normally, um, and I'd have to do it quickly to actually get a bit of chop through them with the, the blunt knife. Yeah, don't know. These ones are so off. sharp. <laughs> I'm doing everything twice as slow just so I don't take a finger off. Yeah, yeah, uh, 
you'll get yeah. used to it oh well that's a, that's a good present that's very yeah, practical as well yeah. i like it absolutely uh, everything that alex has been bought has been stuff for like uh, and everything i've been bought has been stuff for the house <laughs> so uh, so um, yeah i know i know so i've had a, a wine fridge as well uh that was quite good um good yeah blend, do, you, do you drink a lot of wine edward uh, nobody does a wine drinker yeah 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 i used to drink a lot more red but i don't know i just don't agree with it as much like it just makes me feel a bit rough sometimes the next day probably because i'm drinking too much yeah but... it might it might be alcohol mate rather than the color but you know, um just... but if, if i drink white i find i can drink a lot more white um than i can do red and i quite enjoy sitting down with a cool glass of white so uh but also you can fit beer in it as well so yeah, yeah. I, i'd be looking into a a fridge of some sort for my garage for my energy drinks mm. okay yeah you but, can get a quite good little can fridges can't you yeah like the little ones yeah so. I, I was looking into it but then this was quite recently in the last month or so then i thought to myself i don't know why because at the minute they're just sitting on a stand in there which are still freezing cold so i don't really need yeah, to worry about exactly. the fridge. But i'll worry about them on the summer yeah 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 exactly when fridge prices go up yeah i bought so many that I just didn't want them on my. Uh, even though I've got a quite a large American style fridge freezer mm. in my kitchen, I didn't want to um, to take up too much space because it's already full. So I thought oh, I'm going to have to put them in the garage and and have a fridge in there. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite glad she's Alex got me this wine fridge because the, the fridge isn't the biggest in the world. We've got a fridge and a freezer separate just because of the counters, um, and it's not the biggest in the world. So once it's full of food, it's there's kind of no room for a couple of beers and a bottle of wine and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. When you've got people coming around and you're trying to chill a few things, it's and you've got a fridge full of food for them as well. It's yeah, no, it's definitely a good investment. So indeed, yeah. So um, yeah, no, I think they're 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 the couple that are, that are up there. So good. Yeah. What about yourself? Have you got anything amazing? I'll be honest. On Christmas Day, I said to my family, "I'm really sorry. This was absolute carnage, and I don't even know what people have bought me." Honestly, we've we've summer wanting to open stuff, and then. Like the, my niece and nephew were there, like they're six and seven. They wanted to like kind of get involved and do stuff. I was like, I don't even know what. They like, just kept chucking presents at me. And I said, I don't know who bought them. My um, mum and sister also, and we did this last year. We didn't do it this year. You know, we should have done. They bought brown rate brown paper, um, like wrapper rather than like usual traditional Christmas paper this year. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Obviously, for the environment, it's obviously recyclable, whereas a lot of paper isn't, or normal wrap paper isn't. I didn't that way. I just couldn't tell though who wrapped up what. Usually you can tell by the wrapping paper because you kind of get yeah. a hint of oh like that's all the paper my mum used or whatever. And this time it was like they're all brown. I was like I don't know who even bought them, but um, yeah. So I don't. I, it's hard because I didn't really get anything big. So I got some money, got loads of little presents. I think my favourite present was probably I got a chili. Uh, you know the brand chili chili bottles. I got a yeah. coffee cup, which was nice. Although oh, nice. I asked for it, so it's not really yeah. particularly exciting because it's no, something I asked for. Yeah, but so. I like that. So you know, I like to do buy coffee, so um, that was nice. And I got uh, from Jenna a beard buddy um, bib thing, which I thought was quite funny. It's like a bib you stick to the mirror that goes around your neck, so it catches all your uh, cl- shaving clippings <laughs> as you're shaving. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I can <laughs> shave my head and my beard now, and not have to worry about to go on the floor and hoover up. You need to send Alex a link for that. And she'll love it because uh, it's the only time I ever get told off is after I've had a shave. Apparently, it goes everywhere. Even though, like, I get like sink wipes out and try and clean it down as much as possible, yeah. she'll still find a array of. How do you shave? Wet or dry? Or with a dry with dry. a trimmer? Right. Yeah, all that does. Obviously, the little blades obviously kind of rotating back and forth. They just rotating. Uh, moving back and forth, they just ping everywhere, don't they? So, oh, gotcha, yeah. yeah so, yeah, that's so. no, good. Let's come to little plungers that stick to your mirror, and then obviously it creates like this this bib stuck from your mirror to your, around your neck, and obviously it caps all as it falls down. So That's so cool. I'm going to have is. to look into that. But no, yeah. I've got loads of other stuff, loads of chocolates and, you know, as you do, and stuff, pants, Jeez, yeah. um, socks, and usual stuff. So. It's what you need, though, pants and socks. Yeah, I'm an awkward bastard because I don't need it or want anything. So when everyone asks me, for, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, oh, I don't know. No idea. And obviously, so everyone's like, great. Yeah. Now I've got no idea what to get him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for the house this year, I, I don't know what I'd have got. Yeah. Just well, you're an easy target. Well, not easy target. An easy buy now because obviously everyone's got this idea. Oh, we're going to need yeah. something for the house. So, I'll tell you what yeah. I did ask for a deadlift jack. Okay. Not, yeah. that I've, not that I've even deadlifted now in months because I haven't, but other than Romanians. But, um, I was, yeah, I was after a deadlift jack, like a little mini one that you can prop up one end and then get a plate on because obviously it can be a bit awkward to put the plates on when they're on the ground yep. if they if you start stack up the weights a bit bit heavy so um but i never got one that's a shame oh 
So I guess knew what you meant. Yeah, probably. Most people thought I've got no idea where I'd buy one of those from. So it's, a, it's one of those things you can spend your money on, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so. Have you abused Christmas there between Christmas and New Year? What well, we now that I say the 29th, so you've had at least four days of binging, I assume, maybe five or six. Um, we've been given loads and loads of chocolate because with Alex teaching, she just gets loads of stuff from other teachers and kids and stuff. So we, we have been given a lot of chocolate, but we haven't really dipped into it. We opened a tub of heroes last night and I think I had like one, uh, maybe two. And I just, just feel a bit, blah. um, just, you do, you get to that point, don't you? You get a bit, blah. yeah. um, I felt like that for ages, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, not really. The only thing that I have, cause I, I bought a pack of mince pies for when we had everybody around Christmas Eve and bought some cream and we brought cakes and stuff. So all the cakes gone, but I'm left with all this cream and all these mince pies. So like I had lunch, so I, oh, cream and a bit of mince pie. So, cause it's like a nice espresso martini cream as well. Um, and uh, and then after like evening meals, I've been like, oh, I'll just have a mince pie and a bit of cream, and <laughs> so <laughs> that's the only thing I'm really overdoing it on. But hopefully after this evening, they'll all be gone. So you've just reminded me of something funny. So we obviously had, as I said, people around mine, and uh, we got asked Jenna's mum, or she offered to do something. So I said, oh, you can bring some desserts, maybe. We did actually buy a couple of desserts, so she only ended up having to bring one. Bear in mind, there's only six of us. Um, they're not including Summer or Molly, but um, she brought five different tubs of cream. <laughs> I was like, "There's fucking." I, I honestly, I kept going on about all night. I said, oh, "I'm not sure if we've got enough cream," you know. <laughs> she, she, she said, "Oh, well, she didn't want people to like." She's different types, so she didn't want people to feel like they didn't have the type they wanted. So she brought like a Bailey's cream, like a an extra thick double cream, a normal double cream, a. I didn't even know they did this. You know, like anchor squirtable stuff. They did like a normal yeah. one, and then I think they did an extra thick one. So she had five different types of cream. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! We didn't open any of them, so she took them all home. Like, I'm not, to be honest, like cream, like take it or leave it, I'm not that bothered. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and isn't the sort of thing that Je- Jenna would not have it on anything. She's not really a big fan of too much dairy. Like, she doesn't really like butter, doesn't like yogurt. Um, well, it may, oh, mayo, not that it's dairy, but anything like creamy or that type of stuff. So, she would not have cream um, or anything like that, or squirty cream. So, that's absolutely wasted here. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Well, uh, I had a, uh, my, parents on christmas day they got a salted caramel cream and i think it was i think it was a saints no, no it was an m&s one sorry it was an m&s one and oh my lord it was so good so good we're doing good product bad product like that's my doing good it, product doing it early yeah you should have yeah it. <laughs> and i've spoiled it oh, um, <laughs> but it was only it was the shallowest tub going whereas these ones i've ended up with where I think me and my dad had a scoop on Christmas Eve and that was it. So I've been there like drinking it through a straw the rest of the week. Um, the, they're like quite big tubs, so they're taking a while to get through. But it's salted caramel. Oh, we, we all wanted the whole thing. If we're doing New Year's dieting tips, don't buy cream. <laughs> yeah, cream is very, very, very calorie dense. Uh, just don't so have it. Tip number one. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not doing, we're, not, we're not doing that though, by the way. <laughs> um, what are we doing? Do you remember the topic? <laughs> no, we we are going to talk to you today about New Year's motivation. Now, I know it's a bit on trend, a bit Uber Fit Pro kind of thing to do, but you know we want we like to stereotype or, or conform to stereotypes. Why yeah, not? why not? Yeah. They're useful. We're not going to do it in a way though that is like oh we did last year. To be fair, um, like oh your top five tips for staying on track next year. We're not going to do that. Um, because we did it last year, so we're not going to do it again. Uh, we obviously did it last year with uh, with Shane Nugent. So if anyone wants top five tips, I'm sure those top five tips still apply. So all you need to do is go back a year and listen to that one. Yeah, scroll through. Um, speaking of New Year, what are you doing for New Year? Oh, you got off tangent again. Um, nothing. Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, we we had not any plans. Obviously, with two kids, one being six months old, it's nearly six months old. It's a bit difficult, so we're just going to stay at home. Um, we have now, last minute, got uh, your client Ben and uh, his girlfriend Aaron coming around because obviously they live in the same village. So um, they thought we might as well walk around and have a few, few little drinkies, and then wander back home whenever they're finished. So we'll just probably play some oh, games nice. and get a little bit drunk. I did buy a couple of bot. I bought a bottle of Tanqueray and a and a, some sort of berry gin. I can't remember what brand it was now today for. For New Year's, so I'm sure we'll be talking oh, into a little bit of that. We also got a little multi-pack on offer um, that's half price from eight pound to four pound. What a bargain of uh, piston head beer, different types of um, IPAs. I think they are. 
So nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 And obviously, I'm not a big drinker, but I do have a, the odd little thing at Christmas, that type of thing. So I thought, oh, yeah, we'll try them out on New Year's and see what they like. That's why those kind of packs of beers are quite good. Like I get them quite a lot from Alex's family, and uh, they'd got me a. Oh, I have to read these names out. Uh, they got me a like a a, a Santa like a pack of Santa beers um, and I, they thought they'd bought these like local beers and <laughs> and everything and uh, they were like oh yeah we've got you something different and I was like I know exactly who makes them and it's not who you think it is <laughs> didn't tell uh, me that, I hope um, I so this one is called uh, Nut Roast and it's a guy standing in front of the fireplace with a towel around him roasting his nuts over the fire uh, <laughs> so that one's uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a photo of them and put them online um One's called Grumpy Santa. Uh, the other one's called Cold Turkey. It's a picture of a turkey stood in a puddle. And the other one is called Stocking Villa. And it is <laughs> it's a picture of Santa wearing stockings. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so they're, <laughs> they're quite funny names on those. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a photo and uh, put it on the old IG so you can see it. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, so like little things like that, they're, they're a good bit of fun, aren't they? So. Yeah, and you get to try some different stuff. Like I'm not really even necessarily much of a, I don't mind IPAs. Um, certainly some of the like, you know, definitely the lighter beers, so some yeah. pale ales. Um, some of the darker like amber ones are okay, but I, I prefer kind of lighter stuff. Some of the yeah. I like, I do quite like some of the more like, not you call them, but like some of the lagers. So like I had a Camden Hells one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a bit more like a lager slash pilsner type stuff. So some of those yeah. sort of things I quite like as well. So. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're the sort of drinks that I can have one or two of and then think, well, I've had enough of these now. I definitely don't want any more. So, because they just get a bit much, a bit, I don't know, a bit frothy mouth and a bit. Yeah, I think definitely the stouts and the heavy, the, the really hoppy ones. They're like, oh, this is a really hoppy IPA or whatever. And yeah, yeah what one's all right, but any more is, yeah. Um, I do like, though, a Guinness and Blackcurrant. I could drink that all night. I mean, you're just spoiling a good Guinness there. I mean, no, I am a big that, that, Guinness fan, but... Guinness yeah. is lovely, but obviously there is an element of sourness to it, which when you just put a little bit of blackcurrant through it, just evens it out nicely. And it just makes it so silky and easy to drink. Not that Guinness isn't anyway, because it is, but... <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think you're uh, you're a bit, bit, bit of a weird one there, I think. I mean, I'm going to have to try it, just because I can't knock anything until I've tried it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a oh, it's a popular drink. Drunk. It's not like you go into a pub and ask for it, and they think, "What the fuck?" No, it's it's a very popular drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, I oh, where was I? I was in a pub somewhere, and somebody said, "Oh, can I have a bow and black?" And the, the person behind the bar looked at them like they just said, "Like, can you send me a picture of your clip?" Well, like, like, it was a strong bow and black, like a yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like they just said, "Can I have a bow and black?" They were like. Hmm. Huh? <laughs> I can't say I've ever had cider and blackcurrant, but I don't see why that wouldn't work because you get blackcurrant cider. In fact, don't you get blackcurrant strongbow? Yeah, you do like the, a dark berry forest, cider. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's come from because everybody bow and black in. Jenna has lager and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. So, or lager and lime. It's a bit grim. But... I would say lager and lime is probably a bit more usual than blackcurrant, but I'll be honest, I don't have either. Then you have Yeah, yeah. Uh, snake bite, which is lager. Cider and blackcurrant. Right. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's a fucking uni drink, that isn't it? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. The last time I had that was on hockey tour, and um, I saw most of it again. So yeah, I bet we should have just um, done this episode on alcoholic beverages. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'd probably be much more interesting than um, how to, especially step. especially when we haven't actually prepared and we don't actually know what we're going to talk about. Ooh, <laughs> we're, horror. Oh. <laughs> we were hoping that we'd uh, fall. Uh, fall onto the right tracks of talking about the stuff we're going to talk about but it's only so because far. it's only because the second week running we had a specific episode planned and it's been let down by one shape way person or another so obviously it hasn't worked out so we've had to come up with something else last minute um which is what we've now done sorry people listening that if we've broken all these kind of visions that you had of us but we are really just that poorly prepared and we do like to fly by the seam of our pants Absolutely. And if your New Year's resolution is going to be uh, not listening to our podcast anymore, then yeah, okay. <laughs> no, so um, so let's get on topic as we're 24 minutes in. Um, the, I guess the topic was, as we said, going to be around kind of staying motivated or staying the course 
in the new year because I suppose like one one thing that I would usually say for and I have said it before definitely on the podcast but is when you're looking at any type of diet and that can be either a weight loss diet a, a healthful diet it can be even you know a specific diet for performance or specific diet for you know like getting jacked body composition whatever your goals are usually the most important thing on the bottom of any kind of like hierarchy pyramid or um anywhere you want to put it adherence is usually the thing that people say is number one priority right absolutely and the amount of people that especially like clients and stuff when you when they come on board they're like i know this i know that and it's literally just they need some help with adherence um yeah uh, that's that's the biggest thing or, I've or, had. or a detox tea yeah yeah i mean i can recommend a good detox tea and even a good detox coffee and uh, if you go on holland and barrett they're very cheap at the moment <laughs> yeah. as, I, as i posted yesterday on my instagram stories i think it's 7.99 reduced from 25 quid for some type of like seven day weight loss tea yeah that's crazy um that's because it's literally just a sachet of shit and uh, water that you have to bring yourself a, sa- a sachet of sh- literally you said literally <laughs> so you know i'm taking it literally literally a sachet of shit how have they got that past food standards i don't know is it, is it because it's not really a food because it's a supplement that it doesn't have to go through food standards well probably yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so. sachet. is it dried or is it still wet it's dried dried and ground yeah. dried and ground put in the tea bag yeah, lovely. Oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, that's disgusting. God, can you imagine what that tasted or oh, even smelt like? But the drying process. Yeah, you well, wouldn't be doing that in your kitchen, would you? I wouldn't be doing any of it in my kitchen, <laughs> making it or drinking it. What? Uh, Where were uh, we? <laughs> Something about adherence and yeah, what people need. That's it. That's it. No, you are correct. Oh yeah. What I was, yeah. One thing I was going to say was. Um, I've had a lady come back to me now for the, I can't remember if this is the third or fourth time, just because adherence is the issue. She knows exactly what she's doing, but is she this, keeps coming. Is this coaching? Yes. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. And um, she, she'll go and she'll do, we'll do six months together. She'll be making great progress and she'll like, something will come up and right, okay, I've, you know, I've got to halt things for a month or two and then she'll go off track and then she'll come back again and we have another great six months. And yeah, I think we're on the fourth time now. So Yeah. Well, I, Obviously, that's a one of the big things that I think people tend to not realise uh, as a as almost like one of the biggest benefits to things like coaching is yes, education is important. You know, biceps are important. Uh, lol, <laughs> um, education is important, but people do often pay for just you know like the the, the accountability. You know, just to yeah. help them adhere because, like you say, many people know exactly what they should and shouldn't be doing, um, or certainly know enough to kind of achieve their goals but just have trouble sticking to it. Now, I suppose, like, there's a couple of things. One, the accountability, but I guess there is also this element of we will try and help implement behaviour change stuff so that the accountability side becomes less important because, obviously, it it literally becomes a change in their behaviour and, as cliche as it sounds, a change of lifestyle. So that can be just as important in the coaching process as as the education part, if not probably more important, really. Yeah, yeah. If you can change... um somebody's habits and to become a new habit then yeah they don't even have to think about it anymore and it doesn't become a chore and it doesn't become a um, a daily struggle or a big task and i think that's that, that is a huge part of the coaching definitely mm-hmm. yeah. so if adherence is the most important thing what was it we were kind of saying right okay well what what could be either some or kind of one of the most important things that someone could do to help improve their chance of adherence I think keeping things to small little changes uh, is definitely a big one. And if you try and change absolutely everything in your your day-to-day life in one day, in one go, you're never going to stick to it because it's too much change. Some The odd person does. The odd person definitely does. I remember watching a TV program about a, a – she was only a young girl. She was probably like 20, something like that, and she was drinking every day, and she just ate like absolute just rubbish all day, just really high-calorie food. Um, she was putting loads of weight on. Yeah, she was just drinking loads. The doctor came in and just went, right, we're changing absolutely everything. We're cutting the alcohol out completely. We're like changing your whole menu. And um, and I was kind of thinking, this is not going to work. It's far too much change, but it's kind of what she needed, and she did stick to it. And 
she lost a load of weight and basically came teetotal and yeah um so it does work for some people and some people do need that and they need a massive intervention but it's going to be a horrible few weeks whilst you adjust whereas if you just say right okay i'm just gonna like add an extra portion of fruit or veg to my day um for a week and see how that goes then you have to think about it a little bit but then like literally just a few days that just becomes normal um so yeah or just going out and doing an extra thousand steps a day or just wearing a fitbit um little you know little things like that just help help so so much and then you can just keep adding them on snowballing them mm-hmm. snowballing i like that term um yeah i agree i think for most people making drastic changes is probably not going to be a positive movement i will say there are some exceptions where some people's personality types do lend well to just kind of all or yeah. nothing so there will be some people, uh, I'm sure actually, I remember Morgan, Matthew Morgan talking about this before, where he's the type of guy that just needs to almost just separate himself and go, right, this is what I'm doing now and I'm changing everything. And that sort of kind of keeps him in that motivated mindset. Um, but I would say for the majority of people, it's probably likely that, certainly for the longer term anyway, that longer term motivation side of it in terms of then therefore, you know, like longer term adherence. Doing what you've said in making small changes is going to result in a in a better outcome than you know changing everything like so basically going for someone that is binged their way through december as an example and not really ever exercised for you know for the majority of their life and gets to the new year starts new year's resolution and says right i really want to change this year i know i say every year but i really want to change this year and i want to lose some weight i want to feel fitter and healthier and all the other stuff so going from doing that to then saying right i'm going to train five days a week and i'm going to cut out all of the food, once I smash it all, obviously, once I get rid of it all, I'm going to eat it all first. But once I get rid of it all, I'm then going to cut out all of the bad food, all the chocolate, all the you know takeaways, all of the, the crap meals that I'm not supposed to have. And I'm going to live like a Shaolin monk. Do they eat Shaolin monks? Uh, must eat something. Uh, I don't know. They might survive on air. Live like a, a bodybuilder in peak week. Okay. No, not in peak week. No, Body the week before. The week before peak week. The yeah. week before. Deep in prep. Um, basically I live on chicken broccoli and rice for four meals a day six meals a day every day Um, I would say that that is probably going to be setting most people up for failure because I don't know how many people can change their lifestyle that much and then tolerate it long enough to stick to it to get the results they want to see yeah for sure for sure and like we I bet everybody listening all six of you um, if you think back to when you started or um or you know things you've done and if you try to go big straight away like you, you've probably failed or slipped up or like been good for a few days and then been shit for a few days um definitely even, and, even uh, it might yeah. be been good all week and then just you know we've seen this weekend worry behavior on many many people that they've been good all week and then gets to friday night and you know they let loose because they're tired and they're they're kind of restraint or willpower whatever they're using is starting to, to, to kind of fatigue a bit and this mm. You know, oh, you know, I've ruined this weekend now. I'll just start again on Monday. I might as well just, you know, get get it out of the way, get this last supper again out of the way and start again on Monday. And that can be very, very demotivating over time because you just never see any progress doing it that way. Yeah, definitely. And like I, so I had a guy sign up in the, a couple of months, about a month ago now. And he basically said, right, okay, I need to just get fitter i need to get a bit stronger I want, I want to go into the marines and i want to uh you know this is this is basically what i want to do so it's all right okay so design a gym program around kind of strengthening just you know the full full body and um uh, and then adding some fitness into things as well and then we were looking starting to look at nutrition and stuff and just eating a bit more protein and just fueling workouts and that sort of stuff and focusing on recovery and uh it was so we, we we got everything written out. I said, right, okay, so we're going to start on Monday because what, what other day do you start on? And uh, and he just he didn't. He think he did one session that week. And I sort of said to him, like, realistically, how many times can you train in the week? He, oh yeah, five. I'll do five. I was like, well, I'll write out four for you, and then you know we'll we'll see how we go. And um, he did one session that week, and then he didn't do any sessions the next week. And it was a bit like. Yeah, trying to obviously now we're trying to sort of sort things out and working out exactly what he can do and what he will do and stuff but um yeah going he sort of said to me that oh yeah yeah no i train a couple of times a week and i do this in the evening i do that in the morning so i was giving i think he was giving himself a bit of a false impression of what he was actually doing because realistically he was probably doing something like once every week if, if he's lucky 
Um, so then going into something, thinking, right, okay, well, oh, you know, I train once a week, so I can definitely train four times a week. Well, can you and will you? Um, so, yeah, so I think like, sometimes you can lie to yourself about what you can achieve and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's a fair point. point in terms of being realistic. Um, and obviously that includes being being kind of honest with yourself, what your you know availability is to train, as an example, mm. from the outset. Because obviously if you, you might think, yeah, I can train five days a week from the outset because you think oh yeah that's fine i can do that but then if it's going to get to a point where you know things get in the way or you know you end up only doing three sessions you're going to seal that straight away as a failure and that therefore you're not good enough and you can't stick to this and it's you know it's all your fault which is not really in any way the truth because you don't need to train five days a week for any type of success no. all you've done is set the bar way higher than it needs to be and that's why you feel like you failed in reality you'd be far better off setting yourself down okay, I'm going to train a minimum of two, maybe three if I can. And just set yeah. yourself maybe a bit of a flexible goal like that. That way, if you get to session twice a week, brilliant. You know, you've done what you need to do. You know you're going to make some progress and brilliant. If you do three, great. Um, and I think that's, again, setting that bar a bit lower is something that someone like um, James Clear speaks about in, if anyone's read the book Atomic Habits. Setting kind of goals, almost so micro level, so small that you can't fail. I think that can be really important for people from, you know just starting off in a journey or just trying to get back into the swing of things i've used before on the podcast and one thing in his book he's trying to talk about people that want to start running like the first thing you should do is not go out and do a run the first thing you should actually do is just put your trainers by the door like you know that's it once you put your trainers by the door, that's your success done all you then do is almost like you've said snowball you then put your trainers at the door and you get outside and then if you've done that brilliant you know you've made an improvement and then if you get outside and you, you go for a walk great that's another thing you've done and then next thing you go, I'll go for a kilometer run and obviously if you start that small you almost you set it so small that you almost can't fail and if you can't fail then everything's success and then success then breeds further success that is like actually quite a, a really nice way of looking at things and I think it just you know you're almost kind of then giving yourself a break you're not treating yourself hard because oh I, went, I want to do a 5k today and I couldn't do it it's like well is it really that important that it had to be 5k or would some movement or maybe just even more movement than what you did previously? Was that not, you know, acceptable? Yeah, I do this with the gym. So the gym bag is always in the car. So I have no excuse then for not going, um, apart from this weekend. And I, <laughs> I was like, I was driving past the gym. I thought, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll go. Oh shit. No wait, I'm wearing jeans. I haven't got my gym bag in the car and I'm wearing boots. So I, <laughs> I definitely couldn't go in. Um, and so setting yourself up so you can't fail by, right, okay, I've always got gym gear in the car um, and I have to drive past the gym every day to come back from work to go home. Um, but then also it's like, I remember I used to do this all the time. Well, I haven't got an hour to train, so I, there's no point because I can't get a decent session in. Well, I've had some of my best sessions that where you get feel loads of reward from it and they've only been half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I just go in and I get a bit of a pump. It makes me feel good then. And then that then switches my mindset to, right, okay, well, you know, I'm going to eat this for tea and I'm going to make sure there's lots of protein in it because I've trained instead of going, oh, you know, what can we have that's quick? Um, so it does just completely change your whole, whole outlook. So even if you're just walking around the block instead of sitting down for 10 minutes, um, yeah, it, that can then just change your your mindset and outlook for the rest of that day then. And then you might go and do something a bit more tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. So there's definitely, definitely ways of you can make it suit your life wherever you are, whether you're, you know, two years trained, three years trained, never even step foot into anything exercise related. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked a lot about exercise and I think what I would like to also get across, we are a nutrition podcast and I do think certainly if weight loss, which most people's goals, like many people's goals, really, I don't know if most is the appropriate phrase, but probably true. We do live in a obesogenic environment, I suppose. But um, I'm assuming that most people listening is probably, if anything, uh, in terms of New Year's resolutions, will be looking at kind of weight loss stuff. Um, the evidence base for exercise as an intervention for weight loss isn't overly pretty in that, yes, you will obviously, most people do lose some weight when they first start exercising, but quite often it's undermined by the nutrition practice or it's a case that they might see some to start with and then it just kind of peters out and they then lose kind of, again, this motivation to adhere in the longer term to see the results they want to get. Um, albeit, you know, nutri- nutrition alone, again, is way way more effective there still can be some issues and definitely what we would say is that you know look at your diet as well as doing some form of movement i would say like i would look at exercise less though 
as a way to burn calories, as a way to lose weight. And I'll look at it more as, um, you know, kind of being more helpful, kind of promoting things like a a better cardiovascular system, less risk of heart disease, uh, feeling a bit fitter and a bit more energetic and have more vigor and, and that type of stuff. And if you look at it like that, then it's a case of, well, okay, let's just find something that I enjoy doing. You know, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding. It doesn't have to be resistant training. It doesn't have to be running. It could be football. It could be sport, any type of sport. Tennis, like even that girly one, hockey. You could even do something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a, no. <laughs> I had a, I had a, a client last year who, this like, I don't know whether it was like subconscious just because of me playing hockey, but she uh, went to a back to, uh, what do they call it, back, back to basics or whatever they call it, uh, get into hockey or something it's called, and basically at the start of every season, every club runs it, they run state training sessions for people who just like whether they played before and haven't played for years or whether they've never played and they just say, right, okay, well come along and pick up a stick and just, you know, pass a ball around between friends. And, uh, and then the, it's the aim then to get people playing and just moving. And, um, and she started that and absolutely loved it. Never played hockey since school, but absolutely loved it. And it's, you know, sometimes you might surprise yourself, but if you're not somebody who is a, uh, a gym goer or doesn't even want to go to the exercise classes, but prefers the more social side and having a laugh, Things like that, where it's more of a social, um, you know, like five-a-side football and things like that. Um, things that are a bit more social. And sometimes you don't even realise you've exercised. You don't realise you've just run around for, for an hour or half an hour. Um, but uh, you have, and you've, you've had great fun doing it. So, yeah, there's definitely more things to burning calories, more things, more ways to burn calories um, than just going for a run, going for a walk, going to the gym, yeah. lifting well, there's yeah. there's more to exercise than burning calories and yeah as in you know exercise has so many health benefits even kind of mental health benefits as well as physical health 100 um, so and i think once you you recognize that and you realize that it does make it take away less pressure than have to do a specific mode i suppose are the point that i wanted to make so yeah. people should find because obviously as well if you're if you're trying to do a mode you think it's optimal any type of mode of, of exercise because you think it's optimal but it's not something you particularly enjoy Again, this whole factor of adherence, you're just not going to stick to it. So just don't worry about it. Like there might be some things if you've kind of got a specific goal, like if you're really into powerlifting, you kind of got a powerlift, you know, you can't yeah, get, yeah. get about it. Or if you're like into a specific sport, then you kind of got to do that specific sport. But, you know, find something you enjoy doing because you're going to stick to it. It's going to get you the same, you know, as good a uh, health benefits, if not better, because you'll stick to it longer than something that you might you know, it might be more optimal on paper for whatever your goal is, but you won't stick to it because, you know, you don't enjoy it kind of thing. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, loads of people said to me, like, why don't you do triathlons? Why don't you try triathlon? It's like, well, I don't really enjoy doing anything long distance anymore. <laughs> so, so that's why. Um, and the thought of training for it as well. And having to go, like, go swimming and then go running afterwards, I'm just like, uh, no. Um, so that's why I'd much rather do like the little bits that I do do. Um, yeah, yeah, horses for courses, isn't it? So, it is. yeah. But I mean, that conversation was a long, long-winded way of me kind of saying, if weight loss is your goal, exercise focus less on. Do some because loads of benefits to doing some exercise, but it doesn't have to be like, oh my god, I've got to go out and hit the you know roads five days a week or hit the gym five days a week. Find something yeah. you enjoy doing, but I'd probably say focus more on your nutrition. Um, but that being said, like, like we've led this from the start, your nutrition shouldn't be a case of I'm going to suddenly go from eating takeaways every weekend, um, you know, like chocolate bars and crisps and sandwiches during the week, and then um, deciding to suddenly go to broccoli, brown rice and tuna fish for the next six meals for the next six months of your life. Because again, that's not going to really be the right outcome. So... What, what you are saying is focus on nutrition for your weight loss, reduce your calorie intake, but make sure you do it in a way that's kind of sustainable long, in the longer term. Um, although that being said, there is some efficacy and there's some really good research around kind of more aggressive starts. So you might be case of, I'll just have a week where I, you know, kind of hit it quite hard and see some results really early on or however long you can really feel you can manage for. And then after that, have a plan to then transition into something a bit more moderate and a bit more something that you can see yourself sticking to for the longer term. That might be a good way of looking at stuff if you do want to get quick results. Um, but what I wouldn't do is kind of just go for this crazy, crazy approach and expect to think, I'm just going to see how long I can last that for. And then when I finish, I'm going to go back to eating as I was. Because unfortunately, that will probably lead you to being as you were before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And 
I think just a quick one on the food as well. Um, there's no point in like forcing yourself to eat foods that you don't like because you think that it's good for you or you think that it's the thing to eat because you saw, you know, some twat on Instagram eating it. Um, yeah. Talk about me? Yeah. Um, you better be talking about my beloved eating cheese. <laughs> don't force you yourself to eat dodgy cheese. It's not shit, by the way. It's lovely. I said dodgy, not shit. I, I'm going to infer that's the same thing. <laughs> um, no, no. It, it, the, the point stands, doesn't it? You know, if, you, if you hate broccoli, don't put broccoli on every single meal. Um, There's plenty of other green veg you could eat that you maybe exactly. don't like. Or even if you don't like green veg, pick a different colour veg. Yeah, yeah. You, Just, know, you, well, you should be having as many colours as possible. Absolutely. So, yeah. So don't be boring and just eat peas and carrots like somebody I know in this house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, at least that's two different colour vegetables. That's better well, than, true. than one. It uh, means I have to have it on every meal, though, just so we get lots of veg in. You make different meals. <laughs> no, I have the same meal, they're good. Me, me yeah, and Jenna often have very different meals. Not usually for dinner, but like lunch times, we never, almost never have the same. Yeah, yeah, I suppose lunches are a bit different. Like, we just had completely different lunches. I had uh, cheese and bacon toasties, and she had salmon boiled eggs on bread. Uh, Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like raw salmon, though. Love it cooked, but raw, just, yeah, it goes Is it raw, or was it smoked? Yeah, it's smoked, so, yeah, It's yeah. not really raw, is it? Well, you know, it looks raw. looks like they just, you know, grabbed it out of the stream and given it a little slice. Well, sashimi, I do like sashimi. Um, obviously, it has to be decent grade, though. Sushi grade, yeah, and yeah. obviously, then... It's lovely, but yeah, no raw raw fish is a bit. I'm think, I'm still counting it as raw, even though it's smoked. I think you need to. Um, it's something you need to build yourself up to. I must admit, I think when I first had it, I was a little bit like, I'm not sure about this, but the more I had it, the more I enjoyed it. Now, I yeah, know. definitely, definitely. I think that's that's. I find that especially if texture is not something you like with food, you have little bits, little bits, little bits. Like I used to hate tomatoes and mushrooms. Now, like. I love them both so um, yeah it's, you definitely have to build yourself up and yeah I think this is a bit writing this back to the stuff we've already been talking about you could say right in terms of modalities exercise food all of this stuff start with things you like make small adjustments and then kind of have a little experiment and over time you might really grow to enjoy some of these things and once you enjoy them you will stick to them in the long term and you will see the results you want yeah definitely you, you see so many stories of people that are like oh I um hated exercise or I hated this but then I found this one thing and I actually quite enjoyed it so I stuck to it and then I ended up doing this this and this it's the whole like Iron Man thing isn't it you know oh, I hated exercise and then I got bought a bike so I went on a few rides and next minute I'm doing an Iron Man you're like okay yeah, right. those people <laughs> are fucking weird they are crazy they are crazy I, I, anyone that enjoys anything endurance related weird people I, yeah, I, this is why I like uh, half marathons because I don't really need to train for them. Yeah. Right, <laughs> you fucking, just go and do it. Right, but it's to play hockey, though, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah, well, obviously, I do a 10K run pretty much every week. Um, and I must admit, I don't enjoy the running part at all. I quite like the social but social side of it, but I don't actually like the running bit. Um, I like it less and less and less the heavier I'm getting and the harder it's getting. Um, <laughs> I do like finishing, though, and it's nice. So I, that does keep me motivated to go because the the kind of the, the runner's high in air quotes as you get is a real thing and that is genuinely I think why most people get into that type of stuff because they they do do we you said do do they do stuff like that and they get this runner's high and then that does kind of give them this like reward system almost so then they're therefore even if they know they're not going to like the running part once they finish they know they're going to love that bit so yeah we yeah. all like finishing I tend to finish way too early though <laughs> never last long enough no. um, have you got any more New Year's tips for staying on staying on the course and not to play golf you could almost say that we should finish there with the tips because we don't want to overload and over like you know I was saying we should do small little yeah. you know little changes so only giving one or two tips could potentially be beneficial instead of going right here's 15 million tips um you know go and go and do them all because then we'd be contradicting ourselves yeah absolutely right okay well you didn't have to agree with me but no, no I agree I agree okay okay Ed, cool. Ed I usually don't agree with you I know but, <laughs> I <know. laughs> but I know I think that's a very good way to end it I think um, also it's 48 minutes already which I'm surprised it's that long <laughs>
<laughs> we, we, did, a, we did talk about Christmas presents for 25 minutes of it. Though. Yeah, yeah. So you've got five minutes of gold. There was a story of, um, I was on a, like a businessy pod, uh, webinar. And uh, there was a guy, he was telling the story of the guy who was hosting it about um, exactly what I've just said there. Just, you know, don't you don't have to absorb everything. You don't have to try and implement everything because there's a chance you'll do it all badly or you'll only do little bits of it and, and, and all this. So he said that he was at a big conference that you pay thousands and thousands to go to and it was like a week long. And um, he said this, this bloke in his team, uh, they'd sit in the front row and they'd only sit through the morning. They'd never turn up in the afternoon. And they, they, they were all sort of saying when they were discussing things afterwards and that, like, what, what on earth is this guy doing? What, like, he's paid all this money and he's only watching half of each of the days. Then they did like a catch-up thing several months later and they were talking about the people who have like implemented what was said on the conference and, and all this. And uh, the person who had made the most success of themselves after this conference was this guy who only sat through half the talks. He said because he he went off with his team and spent the afternoon then implementing what was said and doing it. So instead of, even though he's missed half of what was said overall from the different speakers, but because he implemented what the first speaker was saying about, that's done more for his business than listening to a little bit of everything and, and implementing like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, and it, it, so yeah, he was the most successful person from from that conference sort of in, in the, the few months afterwards. So uh, yeah, yeah so, well, yeah. real life story of that. Real life uh, case study. Well done. Yeah. So enjoy that. Good. Um. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, hopefully people found that enjoyable. Um, we don't have good product, bad product, because uh, neither of us have been bothered to do it. Although Ed's already told you how good the salted caramel cream from Mark Spencer is, so go buy it. Go buy um, it, yeah. And you know all about our Christmases now, so hopefully it's been <laughs> it's been a worthwhile <laughs> listen. Yeah, and uh, we've we've already booked in the the call this week with John Boy, so we can make sure we actually do what we want to talk about and give some decent tips and knowledge and stuff. Stuff. Interesting listen. I think it's going to be an interesting listen. You'll pick this up and it'll be an absolute Yeah, everyone be like, this is fucking shit. What am I listening to this for? <laughs> Just um, Brett talking about himself. <laughs> well, I might end up being how, uh, how heavy are you at the moment? Uh, I didn't weigh in this morning because I couldn't be bothered, but I think I got up to 192 and some change yesterday. Kilograms. Which is, which nah, is what in, no really in real money? Uh, about 87 kilos, maybe. Maybe a little tiny bit over. I can't remember. It's around there. You're a big heavy boy. Yeah, big fat boy. Big ass. Not so your beard, because uh, we all know you've trimmed it. It's quite short, actually. Yes, I did. Use my beard buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's what it's called. I'm gonna tell Alex about beard it. Buddy. Yes, well, I can't remember where she got it from. Although she did also tell me because the box was slightly damaged that she got a pound off because the box was slightly damaged. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Alex, Google beard buddy. There we go. Sorry. Right. Anyway, on that note, no one wants to hear you Google about uh, a beard bib. Um, we're going to go and say goodbye. Yeah. It's, uh, Do you want to sing a Christmas scene. song to let us out go? Or is Christmas uh, over? That doesn't... Christmas is over, so fuck it. Oh, it's not very nice, is it? How about sing. Old Lang Syne? Sing Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the young Old Lang Syne bit, and that's it. I don't, yeah, I don't know any words either. Um, <laughs> it does actually lead us to say, uh, I wish everyone a happy new year um, and a prosperous new year. And... Uh, all of the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. See you next year. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.